1: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
0: Presented by T-Mobile. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Geico asks, how would you love a
2: chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. It's, it's time. It's time for kickoff.
1: Kickoff. First the end zone. Touchdown! With Boomer, Esiason, and Mike
3: Valenti. And welcome in week five kickoff. Boomer and Valenti with you. Booms, how are you? No, Mike, I'm great, and I hope you had a good week. And I'm sorry you had to watch that game on Thursday night. It was brutal, I know. And even Tom Brady says, I'm watching bad football. You know, we're all watching bad football. There are a lot of two and two teams that gives hope to a lot of fan bases. And then there are those fan bases that watch their football team and I cannot believe I'm saying this, but have already given up on the season, and that would be the Bronco fan base. They have already, after five weeks, decided enough of Russell Wilson and Nathaniel Hackett.
1: Hey, the game's going to overtime. Great, honey, get the keys. We're leaving. <laughs> oh, so the fans leave? I've never seen that.
3: Yeah, ever. Kirk Herbstreit was pretty good about that. He was talking about it on, on it. the broadcast. He goes, man, look at all these Bronco fans leaving. And we all know, if you are in the NFL, you're around the NFL, if you played in the NFL, there are... A lot of passionate fan bases out there, and I don't want to sit here and rank all of them, but I got to tell you, the Bronco fan base is about as passionate as they come, and when they see something that they don't like, they're not afraid to tell you, and right now, they are not liking what they are seeing from Nathaniel Hackett and Russell Wilson no matter what they say in post-game press conferences.
1: Let's go right into it. Let's hit the rundown, because I got questions about last night.
3: (laughs) This is the NFL Rundown.
1: All right, Boomer, you just alluded to it. Um, why don't we to do, t- Dr. Booms to the ER, please. I yeah. need you to diagnose both quarterbacks because it's going to all be, all be about Russ. Matt Ryan was equally atrocious. Mm-hmm. What What is the singular biggest issue with both guys?
3: Well, I, I kind of experienced this myself where you end up going to another team later on in your career and you got to get used to the new coaches, new players, a new way of doing things. And it does take a while, and neither quarterback totally looks comfortable to me right now. But one of the reasons why both the Colts and the Broncos went out and got these experienced quarterbacks is so they they don't make the dopey mistakes that we saw in in Thursday night's game. So what we have a we have a, a guy around here, WFN in New York, who is a huge Broncos fan, and he was all jacked up that they signed Russell Wilson. And I told him, I said, look, Seattle wants to dump Russell Wilson because they don't want to give him a contract extension. Seattle duped the Denver Broncos. The Broncos, not only did they trade for him and give up assets, they also gave him a contract extension, which is what he wanted from Seattle. But Seattle wasn't going to give it to him. If I were Denver, I would have said, look, we're going to take you here. Let's see how it goes after one year. You lead us to the playoffs. Then we'll talk about contract extension. Now the money's in the bank and it's way too past, you know, his bedtime uh, for what's going on out there. And plus they're in the toughest division in football. I still believe that for land. I mean, for uh, Matt Ryan and the Indianapolis Colts, you know, I am biased because Frank Reich was my college roommate, as you know, the head coach of the Colts and they always get off to slow starts. And I don't understand why that is the problem with Frank and his teams. But I think it has to do with the fact that he's had five different quarterbacks in five years, and it takes a while. I kind of think Indianapolis is going to be okay. As far as Denver's concerned, man, I they are looking up at a long uphill battle, especially offensively and with a – you know, rookie head coach, Nathaniel Hackett.
1: Let me give you, from my vast experience as an NFL quarterback, let me let
3: me give you my, my <laughs> you're synopsis. You're a fan, but you know, you're a fan. You see these but, things. But it, it, ready? Cl- we'll yes. cliff
1: note it. We'll distill it down. Matt Ryan's hanging on to the ball way too long, and Russell isn't giving plays a chance to develop. Boos, he won't use his feet. He's dumping the ball at the ankles of the
3: O-lineman versus getting to the edge and trying to make a play downfield. It's unbelievable. But he's not the Russell Wilson he was six or seven years ago. No. And he's actually heavier. If you look at him, he's bigger, he's stronger, and he wants to be a pocket passer. And on Thursday night's game, he kept looking in the wrong way. They had actually KJ Hamler open on fourth and one in overtime to go for the win. And he decided to force it to Cortland Sutton Sutlin on the other side. So to me, you know, he's making the wrong decisions. He's looking the wrong ways. And he's not the player that he once was not in totally. Seattle. As far as Matt Ryan is concerned, you know, the turnovers, they're killers. The interceptions, the fumbles, that's what's killing the Indianapolis offense right now. Those are all drive enders. Those are all, uh, you know, they they hurt the confidence of the quarterback, the play caller, the other players in the huddle. And they, you know, they miss Jonathan Taylor. That, that, that's all there is to it. When Jonathan's back, he'll be back. And I do believe that they will be a better team in about four or five weeks.
1: Uh, This is – I'm very excited to do this, people. Uh, Boomer is going to be beaming with pride. I want to just turn this to him. Your man, Zach Wilson, I I, I know we talked this weekend briefly. Uh, Your thoughts – In totality, not just the final drive, True, true. but I want to hear it. It is Zach Wilson's day.
3: All right, so truth be told, you texted me while I was on the NFL today and this game was going on, (laughs) and Zach was running all over the place and he was putting himself in bad positions. As a matter of fact, I think the second drive of the game, he rolled out to his left, got rid of the ball, but took a wicked hit on his knee and got spun around, and it was very Brett Favre-esque. That's how he was playing the first three quarters of this game. It was crazy. It was all over the place, but I think he had to just learn how to calm down and get himself into the game. And those two final drives that he led on touchdowns and the second to last drive, uh, you know, where he had a fourth and seven and calmly hits Corey Davis right in the chest. You saw everything that the jets are excited about from arm strength, accuracy, ability to process and where to go with the football and make those, make those decisions quickly enough and accurately enough to lead his team to victory. So I don't want to sit here and gloat because it's only one quarter, but I have to tell you. That was positive. If if that kid can play that way now and be consistent and be really all in, I think maybe the Jets have found finally their answer at quarterback.
1: First three quarters, he was 8 for 24, 124 yards, two picks. The fourth quarter, Boomer speaks of 11 of 12, 128, and a
3: touchdown. And why that is important. Show me a quarterback that can have three really bad quarters, look like he's completely lost, and then all of a sudden find his game and show the way that he played in those final two series. I mean, he was about as good as it gets, man. He was calm. He was decisive. And on the road. And on the road. And, look, I told you it was going to be a little bit of a difficult game because of the 34 configuration, Um, and it was early on. But I think that the Steelers kind of just got worn down. Plus, Kenny Pickett was turning the ball over. So you combine the turnovers that the Jet defense was getting – and the calmness that started to take over Zach Wilson, you have exactly what ended up happening. They won.
1: He's beaming people. I am. Um, in our weekly tradition of me bringing up what I deem to be coaching malfeasance, mm-hmm. can we talk about somebody who I think is a fabulous coach who made a horrific decision? John Harbaugh. What, J- John, your team's already blown a 20-3 lead. you got fourth and four. You've just finished a 15-play drive against the Bills. Passes up the field goal to take the lead justifies it by saying, quote,
3: it gives us the best chance to win. What planet does not taking the lead give you the best chance? Help me. Guide All right. me. All right, well, I know one thing. He didn't expect Lamar Jackson to throw an interception in the end zone. He figured if they didn't make it, at worst, the Bills would have gotten the ball in the two-yard line, and then they would have had to dr- drive at, you know, 70 yards to go kick a-, a potential game-winning field goal. I think that's what he's thinking in his mind, but what he should have said is, you know what, and what he really should be honest with himself If you trust your defense, like he said in that post game uh, press conference, I trust my defense. Well, then give your defense the lead, right? And just kick the field goal. It's simple. Sometimes the analytics guys get in the way of the football guy, and and these coaches all start making these these idiotic decisions that don't work out. And, you know, I got to tell you, I got to give my man Bill Cower a lot of credit on the NFL today. We came right out of that game, right into the studio. We went right to Coach Cower. Coach Cower said, you know, sometimes you just got to be a football coach and, and use your intuition about how the game is being played. Here, here's John th-
1: didn't. Here's the thing analytics doesn't take into account. If the game was tied at 38, that is a statement your defense has had zero success all day. The game was tied at 20. In inclement weather. You just, I don't care what the
3: guy from Yale says.
1: Take the points. You're at home. Yes.
3: You've You're blown right. the lead. Yes. What are we doing, John? Right. So, and unfortunately, it just goes to show you that even the great coaches, even the ones that we all respect, right. somebody that has had just a, an unbelievable amount of success can make, a, we all see, makes a mistake. I, I, I don't think there's anybody out there, that would agree with what John Harbaugh did at the end of that game.
1: Um, I want to ask about the Chiefs. I-, I thought it was a stunning performance against the Bucks because, not that they beat them, and maybe not even that they beat them by double digits, the way that they dominated both lines of scrimmage. Boomer, I know we've talked about the Bills being the Super Bowl favorite. They probably still are. Are, are you ready to now move the Chiefs as the co-favorite on equal terms? Chiefs, Bills, same thing.
3: You know, if I had to do my power rankings, the Chiefs would be the number two team behind the Bills. Okay, And, you know, I want to see those two teams on the field together. Uh, Patrick Mahomes was just absolutely amazing. And I still believe that when we get to the end of the season and we get into the playoffs, he's going to be missing Tyree Kill. Tyree Kill is a dynamic player who changes the, the entire defense that you're playing against. They don't have a Tyree kill, but they do have a Patrick Mahomes. And very few players are going to be able to complete a touchdown pass the way that he did against the Bucks defense. He spun away, got a re- was running to the right sideline, stopped right before the line of scrimmage, and just flips the ball over everybody for that's a crazy. touchdown. You know That's the poise that very few players in this league have. Now, Josh Allen has that poise. Joe Burrow has that poise. I think Justin Herbert has that poise. Of course, Aaron and Tom Brady have that poise. But, I mean, that is a ridiculous play by Patrick Mahomes, and you just don't draw that up. You know That's not Andy Reid drawing that play up. That's no. Andy Reid sitting there like the rest of us in just total amazement. It's the same thing in basketball. You don't draw up do certain
1: it. things. Sometimes right. you see a Kevin Durant execute a singular play where the defense is perfect, they, they execute everything, and it doesn't matter. Rise up, hit a shot. As long I mean, that's... as Kevin
3: Durant is happy. He's got to be happy.
1: Oh, don't get me started. Um, right. By the way, too, Yes, I love their compliment of backs. They may have found something with uh, Isaiah Pacheco from Rutgers. They've got C- Clyde Edwards-Alaire. They've got McKinnon. I-, I think this this has a chance to be not the same Chiefs offense. But, Boomer, you-, you nailed this from the start. The Tyreek thing, they might miss him later. They don't now. Well, this I thing mean, is you know,
3: again, it's the quarterback that's making everybody better. You know, Aaron, jo- Aaron Rodgers is starting to make everybody better. I don't know. I know they had a little trouble with the New England Patriots last week. But if you see Aaron Rodgers' back shoulder touchdown pass towards the end of the game. Yeah, to Romeo Dobbs. Right, to Romeo Dobbs. So that's what he was doing with Devontae Adams. Now, I'm not saying that Romeo Dobbs is going to turn into Devontae Adams. But what I'm saying is that that looked like they had been together for 10 years. And that's what great quarterbacks do. They bring out the best in every player they play with.
1: I have to ask you this because I am not qualified. I can't figure it out. I feel like I'm living in the upside-down universe. Mm. Geno Smith is a thing now? What am I watching?
3: Geno Smith is cooking is what Geno Smith is doing what out is in Seattle. What is this? And, you know, maybe the Seattle Seahawks are smarter than all of us by keeping Geno because I don't think any of us took the fact that they were going to start the season no. with him seriously. And all he's doing right now is completing 77% of his passes. He's in his 10th season. And you know what? Maybe it's finally clicked for him. He doesn't have anybody pushing him. He's got a coach that I'm sure he loves playing for. I know I did the year that I played for Pete. And I think that Pete Carroll's having a hell of a time. And they have weapons. And they do have weapons. And I I I think it's amazing that we all thought that Seattle would have a top five pick and they'd be out there looking for a quarterback. And lo and behold, their quarterback may be... I guess you could say it, is the hottest quarterback right now playing. And by the way, you're starting rookie tackles. Not just one, both. Yeah, and he still has enough athleticism to get out of the pocket and make some plays. You were talking about Russell Wilson not doing that. Yeah. And I know that Nathaniel Hackett's trying to do that with Russell Wilson with the bootlegs and stuff like that and force the issue. But, you know, they're doing it with him, and it's working.
1: Now, the other side of it, and I need you to help me with this. Now, they played the Lions last week. The Lions, the Seattle Seahawks have been in existence, I believe, since 1976. They have never had a game where they did not punt, except Sunday. I cannot accept that talent's the issue for what I've watched. The Lions' defense through four games has given up more points than anyone
3: in NFL history. What is the issue here? I don't know. Maybe they are watching what Michigan State's doing. Thank I'm not you. Sure. Just go ahead. I just, pile had, on. I just had to pile that in. there. They brought in my, Scotty Hazelton
1: as a special assistant. Right, Sunday,
3: as my Terps beat your Spartans over the weekend. But I will. Um, I, all I can say is that it makes no sense to me. Even if you just played cover three and you rush four guys, you shouldn't be giving up the amount of points that Detroit is giving up. Now, the uh, on the flip side of that. You know, who would you rather have right now as your quarterback, Matthew Stafford or Jared Goff? Listen, I like – I don't think Goff's been bad. So you're a Detroit guy. You've seen this. I, I, listen, I know, I'm a Giants fan, and I'm originally from out here. I'm just telling you. I know, you. but you're a Detroit guy. You you work in Detroit. Yes. So, the, so you know the Lions, the fabric of the Lions, the, you know, yeah. the history of the Lions, the quarterback situation with the Goff's Lions. That's not the problem. What I know, but what are they going to do when it comes time to paying for a quarterback? Are they going to pay him?
1: Boomer, here's the thing. They've
3: got two first-round
1: picks next year. It's not settled yet, but they have a top-five offense, and they—they
3: they were out there last week. No Swift, no Amon Ross, St. Brown. Yes, you know everybody was hurt. Yeah, I, those were the warning shots that you were firing at me last week. What? That they had no Swift. Oh, and no I know. Amon That's why I
1: took the birds. Yes. I just look. Goff is the least of their worries. Aaron Glenn, who I know a lot of people think a lot of, he better get it together. I want to ask he you was this my one.
3: Former teammate. He was the one that got beat on the uh, spike game game ball with Miami Dolphins.
1: All right, we've 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 touched on something here. Um real quick, Matt Rule, he's done, right? State no, I mean David <laughs> Tepper's not putting up with this. The stadium's yeah, I, empty. Uh, Mayfield's terrible. Yeah. Matt Rule looked confused at the press conference. Do we add him to the pile? Is he done?
3: Coaches, I mean our owners see seats or empty seats. They don't want to see empty seats. They have to ignite the fan base. That's what I was saying about three weeks ago about Mike McCarthy and the yeah. Dallas Cowboys. Is Cooper Rush going to save his job? I think he has. At least at at this moment he has. Matt Rule seems to be the guy that's walking the plank right now. And it's unfortunate they've made their bed with Baker Mayfield, who's played terribly. I'm shocked. And, well, he's really inaccurate. And he's getting a lot of balls batted down. And that's because he's being too – I think it's too easy to defend him, and know when he's throwing the ball. He's got to have a little bit of a sixth sense, and he's and he has it. I know he has it because I've seen it, but it's been missing here in Carolina. So yeah, I would say that Matt Rule is definitely the one that is walking okay. the line here.
1: And by the way, it's another team who paid the running back. I'm telling you, people, you can't do it in today's game. All right, you ready to pick some games? I'm ready. Are to we run. ready to get after this yes, in I a am. tough, challenging week? We'll pick them all next. It's kickoff with Boomer and Valenti. Now, back to kickoff with Boomer, Asia, and Mike Valenti. All right, so we got our head above water last week. Boom's outstanding 10 and 5. I went eight and seven. I'll take it. And I'm telling you, there's some radioactive games this week. I just want to give you a primer and then we're going to get to the picks. All right. Underdogs on the year, 35-25 and three against the number. Unders, The I hate sports. Let's root for punts. 37, 26, and 1.
3: What are those uh, Thursday yeah, night?
1: Primetime unders. Yes, and you heard oh, your boy. Al, Al Michaels
3: didn't like it. He was furious. <laughs> <laughs>
1: primetime unders are now 10 and 4. So with that, it's time to do the picks. Picks of the week. All right. Let's do the breakfast bowl. We're going to London. Packers laying seven and a half against the G-Men.
3: Boom. You know, don't you think this is kind of low? I think this is number This number is low, and, uh, and the reason I say that is because you know, the Giants' offense is abysmal. They can't score over 20 points, and I thought the Packers came alive a little bit last week, even though it was against the Patriots, but it was Bill Belichick and Bailey Zappi running the down clock down as far as they could, shortening the game, and not really blitzing Aaron Rodgers. There wasn't a lot of one-on-one in the secondary uh, play last week by New England, so it was kind of manipulated by the coach. I'm taking the Packers all the way here. I've watched the Giants for four weeks. They cannot. They have a hard time scoring. And again, you and I talked about this, and it wasn't my idea. It was my buddy Greg Giannotti's idea. I still am in favor of trading Saquon Barkley, if you can get more than what you think the compensatory pick would be if he leaves via free agency.
1: Yeah, and look, I love my G-man. They're getting Leonard Williams back. Kadarius Tony, I'd say it's great they're getting him back, but uh, who He's knows? He's not coming
3: back. He's not on a plane. It didn't go. Didn't go. No, and did it was a go. practice. I apologize.
1: So listen, I'm with you. It's Packers. I, I just, there's no scenario. I'd be stunned if the Giants kept it in the number. Let's go to game two. Bucks laying nine and a half against our man, Arthur
2: Suicide is something that affects all of us, and we can all play a part in saving lives. Make a difference in your community by walking out of the darkness with us on Saturday, October 22nd at Arena Green West. Help spread awareness and understanding. Send the message that help is available. And raise funds for the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Find a walk near you at AFSP.org slash WalkSFBayArea. Hey there. Hey there! Thanks for checking out First and Pod on the Odyssey Podcast Network. My name is Danny Parkins from 670 The Score in Chicago.
1: And I'm Andrew Filippone from 93.7 The Fan in Pittsburgh. And every Friday morning and every Monday morning, you're going to get full previews and full recaps of every NFL
2: week. Our opinions, our picks, we mock each other, we occasionally will celebrate each other, and we're going to be interacting with you. It's a new podcast. Check it out on the Odyssey Podcast Network. Subscribe, rate, review, wherever you find your podcast. We appreciate you checking out First and Pod.
3: The Atlanta Falcons. What do you got? The Artie party. No Cordero Patterson. He's out. He's on IR. That's a big loss for the Falcons. It really is it's huge. I'm nine and a half. I'm nine and a half within the divisions. It's it's tough. Tom Brady came out and said he saw a lot of bad football this year. Um, they have to be one of them. Their offense finally woke up in the second half last week. I'm going to lay the number and I'm going to take the bucks.
1: I'm with you. And what I compare this to is. You see a bus coming to, to your bus stop and you decide not to get on it. And as the bus pulls away and hits the intersection, it gets hit by a semi. We have to get off Atlanta. They're 4 0 against the number. We cannot continue. It's Bucks. Are there people on that bus when it got hit? I'm by the not semi? commenting. I'm just saying that you personally avoided getting T bumped. <laughs> yeah, okay. Jags minus seven and a half. They're taking on the Texans.
3: come on. Vegas is laying the bear trap here. I know they are. I'm going to take the Texans to keep it close. I'm going to take the points. The Jags will win the game. The Jags were embarrassed last week. I think um, Trevor Lawrence will bounce back. He won't have the five turnover game that he had against the Philadelphia Eagles. Texans are terrible. There's no question about that. But guess what? So I'm going to take the Texans and the points.
1: Texans are terrible. But yet again, last week, they battled back. To 27 24, force a punt, and Staley fakes it. And the Chargers end up scoring to seal the game. They somehow battle. And laying seven and a half, uh uh, young team, not yet. You got to mature. All right, so you and I are in lockstep. We are taking the Texans. All right,
3: Rams, Cowboys. Rams laying five and a half. You know, I do not like the Rams. I'm taking the Cowboys in a five-and-a-half. I did that on WFAN in New York as well on Friday. So, I am going to stick with that. That's good. And I like the the Cowboys' defense. I like what Cooper Rush has done. You know, I I don't expect him to throw for 300 yards and five touchdowns. But the key for them is that their defense has been making plays. Their special teams has been really good. And Cooper Rush is not making that big mistake. And everybody has raised the level of play yep. to support their backup quarterback.
1: I, I may regret this, but this is kind of a spot thing for me. It's it's Rams coming home, awful loss, get right spot. How Cow- many
3: Cowboy fans are going to be at this game? A zillion. Right, exactly. ready, Let's ready for a staff. Cap.
1: Yeah, but they're used to it by now. I mean, honestly, Stafford and the team go silent count every Sunday. <laughs> it's unbelievable. I, I'm I'm going to take the Rams in a buy low spot, but Booms might have the 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 right idea here. All right, this is a game America wants. Patriots minus three and a half against the Lions.
3: Yeah, wow. Uh, <sighs> I like the fact that Bailey Zappi played pretty well last week. I thought they got a little conservative late, a little lot conservative late in the game, and in overtime they had a chance to win. And back in the day, Bill Belichick had a kid by the name of Tom Brady. When Tom Brady started, they took those tough positions, and they called a tough play, and then Tom made the play, and that's why he became the quarterback that he has become now. Bailey Zappi's going to throw for 300 yards in this game. All right, you ready? Your, your Lions defense you got to
1: stop with this your Lions thing, man. I just Your Lions defense
3: stinks, and I like the New England defense. You, I want, really the twi- just, you want the twist on this? The that twist. Only
1: the Lions could endure such pain. Okay. Matt Patricia's offense is going to eviscerate their defense all while the Lions are still paying him to do so. Patriots minus three and a half. All right. I like it. Bills minus 14 against the Steelers.
3: Yeah. Okay. So Kenny Pickett's going to make his first start. He's been practicing with the team now. It's uh, it's official. Uh, I thought he was very careless with the football last week, and I would imagine he's going to be careless with the football again this week. Uh, it fourteen is a lot of points in the NFL, but you know at home the Bills they're scoring thirty four points and it's game. all gas no breaks. That's they don't exactly stop. right. They don't stop. So I'm going to take the Bills, and the only way this game stays close, if uh, unfortunately Josh Allen gets hurt,
1: this will be the only time you see me lay two touchdowns. But for the Steeler fans, let me at least give you reason for hope. Tomlin, the Ray Bands, the beard. Underdog in his career, 48, 26, and three, but I can't do
3: it this week. Bills. They they, they want wins, though. You know, this would be the second year in a row. Actually, it is the second year in a row where the the Steelers have started one and three. Yeah, well, stop ignoring the offensive line,
1: fellas. Put some assets into it. It's awful. Uh, Saints minus five and a half against
3: the Geno Smith experience. You know, I. And I'm assuming that it's going to be Andy Dalton. Again, I don't know know if Jay Jamis is not ready. You know what to do, Boone. I know what to do. I got to ride Gino. Yes. I got to ride Gino. He's back, people. He is. I am back. And I am going (laughs) with Gino. And I, you know, after watching him here in New York get drafted by the Jets and then have him replace Eli Manning, no, I am. There isn't a guy in the NFL that I am happier for than Gino Smith right now.
1: Seahawks points. All right. This is a game that we are only picking because we are contractually obligated. Vikings laying seven and a half against the Bears. (laughs)
3: Uh, I mean, it's a divisional game. You know, it's another one of these big spreads within the division. Normally, you stay away from it. But I got to believe the Vikings, you know, at least they can score 24 points. Can the the Bears score more than 13 points? Will they throw 13 passes? I I don't know what they're doing. I really don't. I think they've made their decision already that they they obviously have a problem at quarterback and that they're going to have to attend to that in the offseason. Uh, but I would say this would be a game that you're going to have to throw the ball if you want to stay in the game because Kirk Cousins is going to throw the ball. And you saw what happened to the Bears' defense last week. If Dalvin Cook is healthy going into this game and feeling like 100%, he should have a huge game here. I'm going to lay the points, and I'm going to go with the home team, the Vikings.
1: And, and when Boomer talks about Justin Fields, let me put it in this context. Not only is Justin Fields on pace to have the fewest completions in a season in NFL history with an extra game, He's on pace to break that record
3: by almost seventy fewer completions. I know it's gonna—you're gonna find this very hard to believe—but my heart breaks for that kid. No, why would I feel like I, I feel cause, you know, terrible? Because you know, I'm an ex-football player, and you know we we really. Sometimes you don't think that we have a heart or we are human. What, and I'm a radio guy, and you think I don't have a heart. So here, (laughs) hey, it's two heartless guys
1: on football. Tune in every week. I have to
3: say, though, for a young quarterback to go through two offensive systems in two years, two head coaches in two years, two GMs in two years, there's no chance for success. No, none. They're killing them. It's the quarterback blunder.
1: It is. Uh, Niners laying six and a half. They travel to
3: Carolina. Oh, give me the Niners, man. I love that defense. I love Nick Bosa. This is a championship team, I'm telling you. It is. They are, they they have the best defense in football. They get the pass rush going. Four guys, they don't need a blitz. And guess what? They're playing against Baker Mayfield, who's playing with his hair on fire.
1: Yeah. How about rushing four or less? You want to know what makes a great D coordinator, D'Amico Ryan's? Forty-one percent of the time you're getting a QB
3: pressure out of it. Exactly. Base four rush. That is crazy. And I want to say that Nick Bosa has 17 quarterback hits already this year. In the- the next closest guy is like yeah. Micah Parsons at 10. It's the
1: Niners for me. And yes. I, I don't like laying you know, big points on the road, right. but Carolina looks
3: DOA. I'm just going to tell you if Jimmy G can stay healthy and continues to get better and better and They'll better. they win the West. They are going to win the West, and they will be in the NFC Championship game.
1: Maybe against this next team. Eagles laying five and a half at Arizona. This stinks to high
3: health. It does stink to high health. Normally, I, I wouldn't, I, you know, we have to make the pick. Um, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the Eagles. I just I don't trust Kyler Murray. Uh, they have lost seven straight home games. The fans in Arizona are tough on Kyler Murray, and I think he his play at home reflects it. Now, uh, I I kind of feel like the fans are teetering like the Bronco fans with Russell Wilson. We gave the guy an extension. Yep. They won last week, and I did pick them last week to beat the uh, the Panthers on the road. I will take the Eagles to go to five and zero. And absolutely demolish the, the Cardinals. Well, and I also think the Eagles, you look up front, dominant O-line, dominant D-line, and
1: you know the problem Kyler's going to have? They are going to bully the middle of that Arizona line. I know, height jokes, but he's seriously, it does hurt him when that front hits him up the middle, and now he's running for his life. I, I, I'm going to take the Eagles, but I don't feel great about it. Uh, this is emotional for Boomer right here. Dolphins laying three against the Jets. I just turn it to you. Come on. Yeah, I'm taking a home dog here. Here it and, is. Uh, you know,
3: maybe if two were playing, I might have changed because I thought two was playing fantastic uh, with uh, Mike McDaniel. And, you know, you talk about quality backups. That's what Teddy Bridgewater is. This is what you need in the short term to go out and try to win games like this on the road in your division. The Jets are 0-2 at home. Mike, uh, Rob Sala keeps talking about needing to win at home, needing to give the home fans something to buy into. And I think the Jet fan really finally has a quarterback to buy into. And they're going to see a lot of blitzing. The Jets will. Oh yes. And I think that there's going to be opportunities for huge plays because finally, in the last couple of weeks, we've seen this wide receiver core for the New York Jets starting to make plays. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take the points and I'm gonna go with the home team, the Jets. Teddy Bridgewater has another name in my world.
1: It's Teddy Covers. Bridgewater against the number forty-two and twenty-one. But wait, there's more. You get a free set of steak knives on the road you ready for this yes teddy covers on the road 24 and 6 against the spread it's a skazeri stat eddie you're gonna be happy sunday (laughs) give me the fins commanders why are we picking this i demand this game because they're playing the game that's why commanders getting two and a half against the titans why i'm
3: taking the titans
1: yeah, because I think the Titans 100%. I
3: don't even want to talk about what the, what's going on in Washington. I don't like what's going on in Washington. I think they've quit on Ron Rivera. I'll I, say it. You can say that. It's. Uh, I hope that's not the case because I like Ron. I think he's a good coach. Don't like the owner. Can't stand the whole thing going on down there. Um, I just think the Titans have found their game. They really have.
1: Here's your takeaway,
3: people. Friends
1: do not let friends bet on Carson Wentz. That's it. It's simple. You're a good friend. You know, this
3: I mean, is a football team. I don't care. <laughs> I just don't care. It's not just one player. I, mean, I just—it's is...
1: simpler that way, Boomer. Okay. Chargers laying two and a half as they travel to Cleveland. Talk to me.
3: Give me the Chargers. Uh, you know, I know they're all banged up. I—I I would think that Miles Garrett's going to play again this week. Uh, Chargers showed me something last week, bouncing back the way they did. And you know, I don't think Justin Herbert's a hundred percent, but, but he's, this, he's much better, and they're much better just because of him being on the field. I know that the Cleveland Browns want to run the ball and everything else. Um, Jacoby's a backup quarterback, and he's playing like it. And they're not going to score a lot of points. So I'm always going to take the quarterback in the game of this magnitude. I'll take uh, Justin Herbert.
1: All right, I'm going to take a shot here. Jacoby is a favorite? Never. Jacoby is a home dog. I'll consider. Boomer mentions it. You know what? Who might be the best running back in football right now? It might be Nick Chubb. They get the running game. The Chargers still. I feel like this is like death taxes and the Chargers struggle <laughs> to stop the run. It never changes. I'm going to take Cleveland here, and I might end
3: up looking dumber than I am, but I will take Cleveland with the. Yeah, you know, you're out. not that dumb. Don't be so hard on yourself. And the other thing, too, to remember, the Chargers let the Texans back into the game last week. They should have just wiped them out in the second half and and just could not put them away. No. So you're not that dumb
1: after. I that. appreciate that. that. Uh, uplifting. Chiefs. Laying seven and a half against the Raiders and people, all I will say, the Raiders always bust the Chiefs' chops. They do.
3: They do. They always keep it close. And I'm going to go with the Raiders here and take the points. For that reason. I didn't think you'd do it. Yeah. I mean, for that reason. And, you know, I'm not sitting here telling you that Derek Carr is anything uh, fabulous. I'm, I think he's a good quality quarterback. But for some reason, the Chiefs bring out the best in the Raiders. It, and I know it's just one of those weird sports things. No, it, it is. But, like, certain – Like, last week we talked about it, the Niners or the Rams
1: kryptonite. And it doesn't make a lot of sense, but Shanahan dominates McVay. This is just one of those deals where it doesn't matter who the coach is, the Raiders always play these guys close as a big dog. So, on surface, you look at it and go, I can't see he's going to
3: wipe the floor with him. I have to take the points. Yeah. I have to. And I don't feel good about it. I feel filthy. don't, Don't feel filthy. Don't worry about it. But I will say that when you play these games within the division, you just throw the records out the window. That's it, taking the points. All right, best of
1: the best, and it's a hell of a game, and I got a rapid fire for Boomer and the final word. All next on Kickoff with Boomer and Valenti. Now, back to Kickoff with Boomer, Esiason, and Mike Valenti. All right, welcome back. Kickoff with Boomer and Valenti. We got the best of the best. We've got the rapid fire and a final word. Let's get, this is the game of the week, people. Let's get to it. This week's best of the best of the best of the this week's best of the best. I love this game, Ravens laying three against the Bengals. Factoid: the Bengals lit the Ravens up twice last year, scoring forty-one each time. Boomer, the floor is yours.
3: Yeah, I don't think they'll score that many this year. I, one of the, one of the times they caught them last year, I think one was without Lamar, and the defense was all beat up. Uh, Man, the Ravens are in a weird spot. Did you see Marcus Peters screaming at John Harbaugh after the game last week? I was in shock because Harbaugh's not that coach. Yeah, but That's Harbaugh. Well, here's the deal. Harbaugh runs that team. I mean, he is the man. And you do not mouth off to the coach, especially in front of the other players. you got a problem with the coach, go talk to the coach quietly. Uh, John Harbaugh basically tried to kind of. Sweep that thing under the rug after it was all over, said and done with. But man, I think there's an issue with the Ravens. I really do. Oh, I, and again, defensively, I can't believe I'm saying this: the Baltimore Ravens cannot get pressure unless they sell out in blitz. Right, and this is one of the reasons why Wink Martindale is not there, and he's with the Giants because last year he did sell out in blitz, yeah. and last year they scored 82 points on him.
1: Who so you got I'm here?
3: I'm going to take the Bengals on the road. I think the Me Bengals. Too. Have, I think the Bengals have found their footing. You know, maybe one of the most underrated coaches in the entire NFL is the defense coordinator for the Bengals. His name is Lou Adarumo. He's from Staten Island here in New York. He does a great job with this team. In the last two years, his defense has been, you know, right there in the top ten. He makes adjustments in the middle of the game. He confuses opposing quarterbacks. And for whatever reason, you know, like I think he's got a, a, a lowdown on what Baltimore does offensively.
1: You know what I like to with Cincy, and this is a geeky thing, but what the hell? Who cares? We're talking football. I love their safety play. I love that they they that pair of safeties. They trust them. They're able to do more underneath based on the trust. It's really, I, I, I'm telling you, man. And everybody who goes to Cincy gets better. Like Mike Hilton, they sign him, and all of a sudden. Mike Hilton's the best slot corner in football. They signed Hendrickson. Now Hendrickson is one of the elite passers. Every, there, there's something. You're right. There's something
3: going on organizationally. They're making guys better. Well, their defense is is really good. and doesn't get any of the credit that some of the top defenses in the NFL yeah. get. And, of course, Joe Burrow is finally rounding in the shape. And, you know, he's the one who said two weeks ago, relax. They're on a two-game winning streak right now. Baltimore brings out the best in him and the Bengals. That's why I like the Bengals on the road this week.
1: And 10 days to prep for it, which means Boomer and I are both walking into this and the Ravens win by 30. That's how this <laughs> league works. All right, let's 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 do the rapid fire. And, Boomer, I just – this is quarterback team, quarterback team. I want to get a general quarter poll update from you. Sure. So, an example, the quarterback who has disappointed you the most.
3: Well, it's got to be Russell Wilson. I mean, uh, they're not generating enough points. The offense looks listless. There's been a lot of mistakes made by both Nathaniel Hackett and by Russell Wilson. I I could also say Baker Mayfield. I guess I could say Matt Ryan, but I think Matt Ryan will come out of it. But Russell Wilson with the contract extension, and everything that went into his offseason, he has got to be the biggest disappointment in the NFL right now.
1: And for me, I I mean, the Baker one for me, I I just don't understand it. There's weapons there. It's a clean slate. It's a change of scenery. You thought – I didn't think he'd be a superstar, but I thought he'd be good. I thought he'd put some energy into the organization. Well,
3: it also makes the Cleveland Browns look a little bit smarter as to why they didn't want him.
1: Never thought you used those now, words I, in the same sentence. I know that,
3: but I'm not saying that they should have replaced him with who they are ultimately replacing him with and how much money they gave uh, Deshaun Watson, but uh, he he obviously looks uncomfortable, and he's not totally sure with what's
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news— Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.
3: ...going on with that offense right now either.
0: Whether you're home or away,
2: stay connected to your team with T-Mobile, the network that covers 99% of people in America. They've been investing billions to light up their best network ever. From your backyard to a sold-out stadium, get T-Mobile's best coverage yet. Plus, with T-Mobile, you get a price lock guarantee, so they won't raise the price of your rate plan. There's never been a better time to switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Coverage not available in some areas. Price locked for current on-network rate plan. Talk, text, and data on qualifying line for new accounts. See exclusions and details at T-Mobile.com. Kick off NFL season
1: with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Join today. Get started with $150 in free bets guaranteed. All you got to do is place your first $5 bet. Sign up with promo code 2400 to get in on the action, and then you can turn game day into payday all season long. And the best part, take that 150 in free bets. There's big games every weekend, ones you'll have big opinions on, and you can get on your way. Play your way. Bet on more than just the final score. Wager on everything, from touchdowns to total yards to catches. You name it. FanDuel's got more markets than anybody. You can even combine your bets for a chance of a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. Don't fumble your chance to get $150 in free bets, win or lose, with promo code 2400. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 and up in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued non withdrawable. Free bets that expire in 14 days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms. Sportsbook.Fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit Fanduel.com forward slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Virginia. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona. one 789 7777 or visit ccpg.org forward slash Chat in Connecticut, one eight hundred nine with it in Indiana, one 770 stop in Louisiana, one 8 hope ny or text HOPE-NY, 467 in New York, Tennessee Red Line, one eight hundred eight eight nine nine seven eight nine 889 9789 in Tennessee, one 800 4700 in Wyoming or visit www.1800gambler.net in West Virginia. The team who has surprised you the
3: most. At the well, pole. I could say the Giants are three and one, but it's been an ugly three and one. They could have easily been four and zero, oh, to be honest. with right, you. Right,
1: but they're not good, and we know it.
3: Well, yeah, I feel I feel like that. Um, if you want to say a team that's probably disappointed me from a negative standpoint, I would say the Colts. I mean, you know, the Colts open up with a tie against Houston, uh, you know, and they get off to another slow start. Their offense has not hit uh, full full steam ahead just yet. Um, they they've been disappointing, surprisingly disappointing at this point. Who surprised you in a good way, though? I think the Eagles. The Eagles are 4-0. I knew they were going to be the best team in the NFC as I felt that way. And I am a huge uh, Jalen Hurts fan because I think he's the opposite of Kyle Murray. I think his team loves and respects him. I think he plays with a proverbial chip on his shoulder and is extremely competitive. And I think he's paired with the right coach. And this is year two with that coach. And look at what Jalen Hurts is doing.
1: I want to just do an off-board one just because yep. I- – I'm telling you I am shocked at what Arthur Smith in Atlanta has done. I know they're 2 and 2. They could be 4 and 0 should be 3 and 1 should be.
3: And, and this that, is with Marcus Mariota.
1: Right. And, and again, it's a known hold hold, you know, placeholder quarterback, but the running scheme, the way that they're playing, they don't have a great defense. I just it has surprised me in a nice way to see a guy just grind along, they compete. They're fun to watch. I just – they have surprised me
3: because I thought they were going to be awful. You know, just remember a 17-game season. I think we kind of feel like we know who the top 10 teams are, assuming they can stay relatively healthy. Yeah. Uh, they are not a top 10 team. They will not make the playoffs. I just think, you know, here we are at the quarter poll. Yeah, just They're a competitive, nice story. And I know he's pretty chippy with the media down there in Atlanta. So,
1: Who is a non-quarterback, a player? Who has underwhelmed you the most. So a guy you had expectation
3: for. Well, Kadarius Toney for the New York Giants. Now he can't get on the field because he's hurt. Um, I would also, oh boy, you know. (laughs) Do
1: you you want me to throw you one?
3: Yeah, go ahead. All right, and it's from the top of the draft.
1: Aiden Hutchinson. Three of the four games, you wouldn't even know he's on the field, and he
3: is getting physically bullied yeah well it's you know it's easy to pick on rookies I know. know I mean and they they need to know what's going on I, I could say the same thing about cave on Thibodeau, Thibodeau with the Giants you mm-hmm. know he had all this pomp and circumstance coming out of Oregon kind of dresses in a unique fashion is not afraid to give you an opinion about something but you know I'd like to see a tackle or a sack or at least Uh-oh. at least a quarterback pressure Uh oh <laughs> you know what I'm saying so there there are a bunch of those guys that kind of fit that kind of mold hey the other good surprising story I think is Jacksonville and what Doug Peterson's doing with Trevor Lawrence. You know, forget about last week's game. You're going to have a bad game every now and again, especially against good defense and bad weather. But I think that that pairing is going to be good. If I told you, oh god, I'm going to I'm going to regret saying this. I think
1: they're going to win that division.
3: We talked we had, we talked about that last week. But I they wasn't ready to say
1: it. I just sat here and listened. <laughs> I actually believe it now, which means Even after a loss? Yes. Because of the way they opened that game. Because that they weren't shell-shocked. And look, as a Giants fan, I don't remember the last time we played well in Philly. The weather bothers Lawrence. I know this. But like, Boomer, I look at that division. It's wide open. I feel like they can get this done. And to go from number one pick in the draft to winning a division, that's almost impossible. But yet, here I am. Yeah, there's
3: got to be one of these new ten head coaches this season that breaks out. And to me... The best one that has a chance to do that, from what I see right now, is is Doug Peterson and Trevor Lawrence. What team has disappointed you the most? Oh, God. There's, there's a bunch of those. And, you know, this is what Tom Brady was talking about when he said there's a lot of poor football being sure. played and all that other stuff. The Bears are terrible. They've disappointed me. I would tell you that the Rams have disappointed me a little bit. You know, they are the defending champions. Everybody's throwing their best shot at them. Um, I could also probably say the Steelers because, you know, I'm just so used to seeing the Steelers win and the way that they play. And with the turnovers and the lack of offense and the lack of scoring, I would probably put them up there at the top of the list as well.
1: Yeah, it would be Raiders for me just based on, look, it's one thing to be lesser than or be disappointing, but to be winless and then need the Broncos to come to town and fumble it all over the place. Raiders are just bad. So
3: they got Josh McDaniels. And they went out and got Devontae Adams in the offseason. And everybody and yep. everybody thought that was going to be like, all right, this is going to be great. So this is one of these teams, again, I think that it's going to take a while. When I say a while, maybe another two to three weeks to really figure out who they are. Because they've been in games. It's I not know like they're getting blown
1: out. I know. All right, this is coaching two ways. The coach who's doing the most
3: with the least. Well, Brian Dayball right now. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it has to be. I mean, they're three and one.
1: And have uh, no offense. I,
3: and, you know, the other thing, too, is Brian Dable did say two weeks ago, you know, guys, there's going to be a game in which we get blown out.
1: <laughs> did, like, what? it's coming.
3: What? You know it's coming? So I would say, yeah, he, he and Joe Shane, uh, you know, have turned over this roster. They have a winning record. And this is the first time we're going to have two teams with a winning record playing in London together.
1: Really? Yes. Excellent factoid. Now the coach doing the least with the most.
3: Mm. is it McDaniels is it's probably Josh McDaniels just because of the the headlines and the Darren Waller now Renfro's hurt Max Crosby you know they went out and got Chandler Jones Uh, they have Josh Jacobs I mean this this should be a better team and like I said it's all dependent on how you evaluate what they look like they're not getting killed no so they're in every game they're competitive so I kind of give that part of the mark A plus for the coach let me and losing that you end up getting yeah minus four and um this is probably a little bit of an overstatement but would the ravens factor in here to me they shouldn't yeah they lost two home games and they tossed lost two home games late in the afc blowing huge leads yes so they lost to both the the bills and the miami dolphins at home on their field and a lot of this has been decision making by both lamar jackson and john harbaugh so i could sit here and say yes they have been a very disappointing team at this point. They actually should never have lost those two games on their own field. All right, let's get to Boomer's final word. What you say after this don't, don't matter. This is the final word. All right, Mike, so here we are. We're at the quarter poll essentially, uh, week five, and we're starting to see certain teams figure out who they are, the Bengals being one of those teams. Uh, I think the Green Bay Packers are one of those teams. The Kansas City Chiefs are one of those teams. And we kind of know who the best teams are simply because of the coaches and the quarterbacks that are together. The question for me as we come you know, into week five and start heading towards the middle of the season, which one of the teams that got off to a really bad start is going to be able to save their season? And if I had to put one of those teams in that list, I would have to say the Colts simply because they've done this before. Really? Yeah, they have done this before. You have to remember that this is Frank's fifth quarterback in five years. And there's a growing pains with that. No matter how good the coach is, no matter how good the quarterback is, and I still think that that team. And we saw that team's defense go on the road and beat the Broncos. I don't care what anybody said and get big turnovers. Right. So I'm going to say that we still have about three or four weeks to really get a sense of the team that's going to save their season here over the next few weeks. So it, all right,
1: and and again, this is not anything you're going to be held to. But we're at the quarter pole. So if we had, if I had to say to you, all right, we're sitting down. NFC Championship Weekend, AFC Championship Weekend. NFC is it Eagles and Niners in your world? I, I either
3: had the Eagles and Niners or the Packers and the Niners right now. You got to pick them. I'm going to take. I'm going to take uh, the Niners and I'm going to take the Packers. I'll stick with the Eagles. I can't get the image
1: of Aaron Rodgers losing home playoff games <laughs> and looking listless out of my head. Go to the AFC though. Well, it's, it's buff- still it's Chiefs Buffalo. Bills,
3: right? Well, it's. It's I, I have Cincinnati and San Francisco going to the Super Bowl for the third time. Oh, so I have to stick with the Cincinnati Bengals. You know, they're another team like you know, that is starting to find themselves. Yeah. And they're starting to figure out who they are. They get up to a bad start. And, you know, sometimes we kind of forget that they were in the Super Bowl last year. And I think they're a better team this year than they were last year as their offensive line continues to gel. So I I, I kind of like Bill's Bengals in the AFC championship. If
1: the game. if the Bengals can get any semblance of a running game. I will agree with you.
3: you know, but they haven't gotten away from the running game. They still run the They try to right. run they're the just ball. awful at doing it. Yeah, I, I think Joe Mixon's averaging like 2.7 yards per carry, Correct. but he's got like 58 carries or something. Yeah, so it's, it's really not like like working, working out. Uh, yeah, but the but you've you got you to have you gotta continue to do it. That's where I worry about the Bills.
1: They refuse to do they it.
3: Refused to, they refuse to do it with Brian Dayball. But then again, if you had an athlete like Josh Allen as a quarterback that can eat up some of that running game, You'd want him to do that as well.
1: All right, listen. We we are now. We have data. We have games. <laughs> yeah. We're forming opinions. Uh, thank you for listening. As always, uh, hell of a good time. We'll be back week six in the NFL. Where is time going? It is kickoff with Boomer and Valenti. We'll get at you next week. It's kickoff, it's kickoff, with, kickoff. with Boomer and Valenti.
4: From outdoor shades for relaxing in the yard to blackout shades that help your newborn. <laughs> And your family get a good night's sleep. Blinds.com is grateful to be part of your home. To say thanks, we're inviting you to our friends and family sale with up to 45% off site wide, plus door busters. Ordering custom window treatments online doesn't have to mean sacrificing style or service. Shop the latest styles of curtains, shades, shutters, and more. Need help making a selection? Blinds.com's design experts are always available for free consultations. Need help with measuring or installing? We've got you covered there too. Plus, there's no hidden fees or misleading quotes, and no showrooms or retail markups. See for yourself why Blinds.com is the number one online retailer of custom window treatments. Shop our Blinds.com Friends and Family sale now through October 12th for up to 45% off everything, plus doorbusters. Save up to 45% site-wide at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.